Tuesday to you. Good morning. Good morning. I am back in the confines of Fort Lauderdale. It is uh, great to be home, but what a trip to Kansas City, man. Just uh, the. Uh, I mean, so you had a great time in Kansas City. But would you really ever go back to Kansas City? It's the question. Well, so it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So we get done. I get done with my keynotes, did a little, you know, shaking hands, whatever. Hopped in an Uber and went to the airport. So we were about an hour before the flight and just didn't really know what, you know, we got off the plane and got right out of the airport. That was the worst airport I have been in in recent memory. But I was told that they are in the process of building a new one. So, I mean, literally, we sat in one little row next to our gate, got up to go to the bathroom, one stall. And one urinal, I was like, there's a line out the door. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. nothing really to eat. It was so, you know, Kansas City, uh, get your uh, get your airport act together. But uh, <laughs> the downtown was cool. They're trying to get the World Cup. And I was like, you can't have the World Cup with that kind of airport. Man. How that could ever happen, I have no idea. Like, but, uh, you know, the comparison, uh, we left – Kansas City, we traveled through Detroit and we landed in Detroit. Detroit's a whole another ball game. You remember we uh, we randomly ran into each other in the uh, in the Detroit airport. It's amazing. They have a tram in indoor tram and it's a beautiful, clean, lots of restaurants. Good airport. Yeah, really, really good airport, but uh, lots of good stuff. We got a great show today. One of the things I spoke about, which I'm going to bring to the huddle today, is experience, the customer experience. People are always talking about the customer journey, but uh, before we get to wake up music, um, and I'll talk about my speech and then what I spoke about, but um, the huddle is in places you cannot imagine. Um, we get on the plane from Detroit back to Lauderdale. Um, plane gets going. I take a little snoozer as I normally do. I don't know about you, but something about like the gas, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's gas. just you. It's just you and moving vehicles is what it is. Plane, so, train, car, it doesn't matter. I, I get up, I wake up, I flip on my computer and I'm getting online and I see a meeting, I mean, an invite on LinkedIn from this gentleman, Shay will show us, uh, Chase Kluth. And I'm looking at the invite and I look at the guy next to me and I look back and I go and I point to him and he goes, yeah. And turns out he goes, I knew you look familiar when you open your computer. I saw the huddle, you know, banner. And he goes, I watch that show all the time. So Chase, welcome to Lauderdale. Way to be part of the huddle. Way to be on the ball. That's um, wild. What amazing. a wild story. Like you end up sitting next to somebody who doesn't know you but watches the huddle all the time and then ends up connecting. It's amazing. It is, it is such a feeling. Um, it's amazing. I mean, you know, even with the Midas folks, which I'm going to talk about after Wake Up Music, but I asked to start. I go, hey, how many people here uh, have seen or watched the daily huddle and a big portion of the room raised their hand. So crazy stuff. Shay, let's wake us up. We got lots of stuff to talk about. Wake up. 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 Wake up.
Yes, just real quick about music, right? And Teddy is great. Teddy's great every single day. Do you know what song has become Jules's song that he likes to fall asleep to? Oh, I don't. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? You're I, I turn it on for him or I sing it to him, he's out. It's like immediately in a coma. It's so amazing. Amazing. That is so good. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, it's a awesome. taste, man. There's no, uh, no substitute for taste. So, um, Shay, show me pictures of uh, the Midas event yesterday. Everybody knows. You probably saw it. Big room, big stage. Shout out to Mark Lore, uh, uh, who uh, put the whole thing together. Uh, Mark and Ralph. Today is Ralph's birthday, so big uh, shout out to him. Just some names. Uh, Brian Leach, who stopped me, said, hey, I've been watching the huddle for a while uh, Ron Katz, who's in the huddle all the time, sent me a note afterwards. Fantastic. He goes, people were saying to me, you're friends with that guy? It was really cool. <laughs> Mark Smith, um, Phoebe, Lenny, uh, Michael in, uh, from Indiana. Great to see everybody. Thank you for the warm reception, for the warm you know, follow-up. The notes were great. I'm just doing and my – I think we have to give a shout-out to Bob Goldfarb, right, for allowing you to dress as appropriately as you could possibly dress for the so, latest convention. So I bought a yellow jacket a while back. It's a good spring color. It's really – but it worked for Midas because I wore black – yellow and it had a red uh red pocket square people when i walked in the room people were like whoa sponsored by midas sponsored like somebody walked up to they go dude you are so on brand i was like this is how we go never ever ever off brand this is how we roll so um you know really really great takeaways people really loved it one of the things that we talked about was customer journey um, before we get there, do you want to talk about the heat? Because the heat are going crazy. Yeah, man. We're going to close it out tonight, hopefully. So in true heat culture fashion, they had a major letdown in game three to uh, move the series to 2-1 and then came back in game four and absolutely demoralized the Hawks. So I think they come back. I think it's tonight that they play for game five and hopefully they will close the series out 4-1. But super cool content coming out from the Heat. They actually, when they were in Atlanta, and I don't know if this was impromptu or what happened, but they had a little gathering with Denzel Washington in the hallway or in the lobby of the hotel they were staying in that anytime Denzel speaks, I don't care if it's in like a urinal, you stop and you listen. God bless you. I was supposed to see you. You know, keep raising the standard by how you carry yourself. As you all do, keep teaching, keep leading, keep following. You know, learn from the best. That's what I've done. Try to and pass it on. Last thing I say, which I've said a lot of times, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Man. I say it again. Right, well, you never that. see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Can't tell you which 
Egyptians tried. All they got was robbed. But even money aside, you can't tell me which you believe it is. Your influence, your power, your wisdom, your ability to touch people. Because everybody's watching you. Everybody got a favorite guy. I spoke to the Dodgers the other day. I went in with a Yankee hat on. <laughs> now I'm speaking at the All-Star game. But Elston Howard was a black player in the 60s, and I wanted to be him. I tried to walk like, you know, stuff. You know how it does. You know what y'all did. I tried to walk like him. I ended up playing catcher. You know, so you know that they're watching and they're following. And especially for the young boys, you listen to your elders and lead quietly and win. <laughs> I mean, you can dissect that thing into 25 different nuggets. One of the things I really liked the most in the beginning was he went like Denzel has an unbelievable way of delivering information. And lots of people say, you can't take it with you. Continue to give. But that line about the Egyptians tried it and all they got was robbed. was like <laughs> only Denzel would say that, you know, like, you know, so his, awesome. uh, his, um, thoughts about, you know, he learned from somebody else, th throws it out there. He says, listen, I, I'm not, I wasn't alone. I picked the people that I could learn from and I followed them. And, and still I, does. Like, right. I think he, he talks about that balance of leadership, which I don't know if you've, if you've ever read the book, The Dichotomy of Leadership, which is the follow-up to Jocko's Extreme Ownership, that it talks about, that's, that's the main concept is the balance of leading and how in order to be a great leader, you also have to be a great follower. And that's what he's talking about. Like you never stop learning from others. And then that lead quietly, like you young guys who maybe aren't in a position to have that loud voice that could be you within in, inside of an organization. You lead quietly, lead by example. You don't have to be charismatic, outgoing, and be the loudest voice in the room to be a leader. All you have to do is lead through what you do and you can make an impact. We talk about this all the time. Become the CEO of your own life first. You know, if you can't get your own house in order and you can't live. And I think people really took to in the presentation that I gave yesterday. It's all about what's happening every single day. People get overwhelmed with change and, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What can I do today? And we drilled the 1%. Because when you really break it down, it's a 40% gain year in, year out, compounding. So when you look at guys like Denzel who are there, been there, done that, top of his game, um, and then he decides to give it back, listen, there are people out there who are just spewing the right information. The challenge I think people have is that there's so many people talking, you know, who do you who do you follow? You know, there's a lot of bad ones out there. You know, Denzel uh, certainly a good one. Any final thoughts? I mean, I think one thing that went unnoticed, and I really do want to point it out, is that um, Oladipo, who used to be an all star, used to be the name, scored thirty points, yep. quietly came in, did the job that they needed him to do, and I think a big reason why everybody else went off was that he was in the lineup. It's the, it's the culture of the team, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. And I just, I want to know the backstory of that. Like, how did that gathering end up happening in front of the elevators in the hotel? Yeah. Like, yeah. how is that not in the locker room? How is that not in a room somewhere? Like, 
I want to know the backstory of it, but fantastic. And I love the, that social media allows us to get vision into that and have access to that and be able to be a part of it. So before we jump into some takeaways from my presentation, we'll go to motivational music because everybody, like if you watch that, you got a good feeling. It's what business is all about. You got to deliver a good feeling. Hey, let's live it up. Let's live it up. I got my money. Hey, let's spin it up. Let's spin it up. Go out and smash it. Smash it. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Jump out that sofa. Come on. Let's get it. Get- Oh, fill up my cup, drink, mazel tov, look at a dance, move it, move just it, just take it, oh, let's paint the town, paint the town, we'll shut it down, shut it down, let's burn the roof, and then we'll do it again, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and do it, and do it, let's live it up, and do it, and do it, and do it, do it, do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, do it, do it, do it, here we come, here we go, we gotta rock, easy come, easy go, now we on top, feel the shot, body rock, rockin' don't stop, round and round, up and down, around the clock, I love it. You can listen to that all day long. That is driving music. Jake and I were writing the huddle yesterday together, and we both landed on that song. Um, But I want to talk as it relates to business. And this was one of the better conversations that I got into with the crowd. Shay, show me the two car logos. So, Mark, you you are, well, he's actually showing it with the the answer there. uh, (laughs) Thank you, Shay. (laughs) No surprise. Um, Normally what I do is I show these two logos. And one on the left is Toyota. They make a car that's $19,000 called the Camry. They sell tons of those. Lexus makes the same car in the same factory called the 350 or the 380. They sell it for double. And the question I ask everybody is, why would somebody pay double? And obviously the, the answer is there. People buy the experience. They buy how you make them feel. And so um, whatever interaction you're doing, if you're Lori Salarillo and you are trying to raise money or you're, you know, bobbing and trying to sell clothes, whatever you're doing, Kim, trying to put people in boats, it comes down to you and the experience you create with that client. Especially in a world where everything's commoditized. Correct. I think that that's the main driver is that it's not the way it used to be where inside of a marketplace, you had only one place to get the thing you needed. Those monopolies, aside from maybe like cable and the telephone or something else, those monopolies are gone. You have choice. And the statistics have proven that when it comes to choice, people will pay more and people will go out of their way to find experience. And and I'll never forget the first DMGB episode that I ever did was with Eddie Grand and Eddie was my mentor in coaching. And what he said to me about his not having any doubt in my ability to be successful because I affected people. He goes, 
it doesn't matter what you choose to do. You have the ability to affect people. And if you have that ability, you will be successful. Why? Because people buy feeling. People want to be around the feeling. So if you can create that feeling, as the Black IPs would say, then you have the ability to be successful. But then in my mind, just the way I talk about it in my book, there's got to be a process to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before you go there, statistics um, say 86% of U.S. adults will pay more for a better customer experience. 73 said friendly customer ser service made them fall in the brand, um, fall in love with the brand. Now, Gary, hopefully he's still uh, Gary Rogalski. You know, he says and. You know, how many companies make decisions with the customer in mind? None. That's the it's, problem. We would sit in meetings and people go, well, we want to close early on Saturdays or we're not open on Sunday. It ain't about you. It's about your customers. Ask your customers what they want, what they need. That's why. Why would you make it a hassle to for them to return something? Somebody else who does that is going to win. It's part of the reason I love listening to Seth Godin so often because most of Seth's content is revolving around the customer and asking questions about the customer and getting away from scale all the time. I think especially in the world of technology and in the world of digital, we worry about scale. How can we automate? How can we make this easier? How can we make this, you know, how can we do more of this? More isn't always the answer. If more costs you something in the service and in the feeling of the customer, then it's not worth it. Because as soon as you do more and it hurts the experience, that person is going to leave to go find another experience. So you're not actually doing anything to help your business. So, you know, in that example of the two cars, you know, you buy a Toyota, you know, $19,000 pay. Here's a little popcorn. Get your ass out of the showroom. You go to, <laughs> I'm serious, man. You go, to, you go to Lexus, man, they'll do your nails, wash your, uh, you know, uh, take care of your pet. They'll babysit your kids. They'll give you a loaner. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's a business center. It's a whole different mentality when you go there. And I remember early in my career when I made every one of my salespeople buy a Mercedes, I said, listen, you pull up in a Mercedes, people say this guy's got his shit together. Even if you couldn't afford it, you found a way to afford it. Well, I brought my car in and the guy said, hey, yeah, there's a problem. I'm going to need it for a week. I said, all right, cool. Just get me another car. And he goes, well, we don't give loaners. I was like, what? I have to rent the car? You told they, me to They changed that policy now, I can tell you. And we, re we just recently got a new car last week from Mercedes. Shout out to Bert, who is the GM of Pembroke Pines Mercedes. It was a phenomenal experience. I mean, we were there with the baby for four or five hours. There was places for Gabby to nurse the baby. There was they were taking care of us, making sure we had water, making sure we had food, whatever we needed. They were and and, and frankly, in a time when inventory is so low that it's hard for them to make it easy for you to buy a car. They made it really easy for us to buy a car. I would. Like there's a lot of other brands that I've looked at. Hard for me to leave that dealership because of the experiences I have there. So this, you can't make this shit up. Amanda's car broke down. Right. Ron Katz is the Midas dude. He's on his way back. And Amanda, <laughs> I can tell you, he cares. And I pointed him out in the, in the entire presentation. I said, I bought my tires from Ron because I bought it from Ron. I didn't buy them from Midas locally owned, nationally backed. If you think of that in every business, it's the person 
regardless of what the brand is behind them, the person delivers the experience, which is why I went through one of the things in my book, Mark, and yes, I do have a book, <laughs> <laughs> is, um, is people forget to smile. You know, I walk into restaurants, I walk into certain places where there's a, a provider who's standing there not smiling, man. It's like, it's not a good experience if you're not smiling, it's not fun. So I think there's a system and a process to be having great customer service. And I think the six pillars that like, for me, I had to know it so that like, I, I don't have to think about it. What are the boxes we got to check in order to create, create great experience? You I, think the first, great I think the first thing is un knowing their story, knowing the customer's story, understanding who they are, where they come from, what matters to them. We've talked about Ford before, and this is something that we've helped, helped City implement at the door for them, is before I ever get into a furniture conversation, I want to figure out family, occupation, recreation, and dreams for them so that I can make that relationship personal and I can then earn the right to maybe offer them some expertise and help them shop around inside of the store for furniture. So I think that first part is whether you break it down into Ford, I just think it's understanding their story and knowing who they are. So <clears throat> you put together a couple of great ones. We're at the end, obviously, of the show. But for me, I was always somebody's go-to. Whatever you need, I'll plug my network for you. Be their hookup. So be the hookup, man. If you got, hey, you need tickets, you want to get into a restaurant, you need this, you're traveling, where to go, what to do, be their guy or their gal. We did put that in the presentation yesterday. It was like, you know, I got a guy slash right. I got a gal. Because, you know, but that that mentality of be there, go to, you know, so you want to blast through the six if anybody wants. So, to yeah, so, so the, the first one was know their story. The second one is make it personal, right? Invest yourself in them. The third one is be accountable, accountable and follow up and your say do ratio and owning mistakes, transparency, all of that. The fourth is be their hookup, which we just talked about. The fifth is asking for feedback. And I love talking to people on how to handle feedback. And then the last one is be social. Right. Like there's not enough people who are dealing with people in business that are not connecting with them on social media, that are not making the relationship more personal in order to be able to stay up to date with what's happening in their world and be able to offer more value by being connected in more of a way than just your business relationship. Uh, it's a great list. I loved it, um, used it, will continue to use it. I leave tomorrow, I'm gonna be up in uh, New Jersey uh, make, doing another keynote. It's the basis of my keynote, but the whole idea here, and if I see this one more time, one more time, um, I know this is not a place for personal information, but I want to share something great that happened to me. What right. the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I, I, time after time, my content proves that what people want to see is personal, right? Like the post about Jules being born got 30,000 views and 500 something likes. I mean, when you talk about things that are personal and that matter to you, Hands down, it's the things that the things that get the most engagement, which that's what you're looking for. You want to have conversations with people. You want to connect with people. That's the way to do it. Do it personally. So um, if you did not see my podcast, tell me something good. The most recent one is with Jen Walsh. She, folks, she comes from the sales side. Correct. She flipped to the customer service side to get those people trained and in line so that people like us can go out and sell more shit. 
Because if they don't do what they do, it blows back on us. So she is our gal. She's great. It was one of the most fun um, tell me something goods I've done. And then finally, Kim Swears nails it. Just be a people broker. You know, uh, we, you know, Kim Kalb said she's collecting humans. Yeah, collect humans with no intention of selling them. If they decide to take advantage of some of the things I can offer, great, and do it at scale. But wow, are we on fire? Um, Christian, yeah. Christian, yes, we are live streaming on Twitter right now. So <laughs> always, always, we baby. We've been going right from the start. Look at Laura's here from Pennsylvania. Just uh, such amazing folks. It's uh, thanks, man. Big numbers today. Um, you never know who's watching. I'm back. It's because you're. <laughs> back. Listen, no you know, competition here at all, ever. <laughs> you, you can't make chocolate chip cookies without the chips, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Great Tuesday. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this.